0: You're listening to a CHO podcast. CHO is community-driven media. Find us online at cho.fm, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at FM. You're still tuned in to Black on Black on CHU 89.1 FM in Ottawa. And you know, we're we're talking serious things when we have uh, one of our pastors come on the show. Uh, We really are in need of uh, a word uh, given the events of uh, the past uh, week. And uh, you know that we're going to be talking about uh, that vehicle attack that left four members of the Afzal family dead and a nine-year-old boy who is thankfully recovering uh, in a hospital in London, Ontario. Um, And uh, so the perpetrator is uh, in custody and uh, he had his uh, hearing on uh, Thursday, uh, four counts of first-degree murder, uh, one count of attempted murder, uh, and we all heard, uh, our prime minister and the premier of the province, uh, talk about a terrorist attack, which is what it was. Um, and, uh, so I just needed to remind you a bit of the context and, uh, introduce Reverend Hannah, Hannah, and we'll just get right into it. So she is the 14th minister of congregation of 4th Avenue Baptist Church. She's a native of Detroit, Michigan, and she is the first uh, female minister at uh, 4th Avenue Baptist. Uh, Before coming to 4th Avenue, she served as minister of discipleship at Yorkminster Park Baptist Church in Toronto. She also taught learning from African-American preaching with Paul Scott Wilson at Emmanuel College at the University of Toronto, Um, and I'm not going to go into all of her divinity degrees and all her other degrees, but I will mention that before uh, being a pastor, she was a mechanical engineer, uh, and she worked at General Motors for 14 years. And since she has arrived in our nation's capital, Reverend Hannah has been active with uh, various initiatives and organizations, including the World AIDS Planning Committee, the Collegium of Ministers in the Glebe in Ottawa South, the Ottawa Baptist Association, and she was recently appointed to represent Canadian Baptists of Ontario and Quebec on the Canadian Baptist Ministries Board. She is married to the Immensely talented uh, artist Michael Curtis Hanna, and they have raised four amazing children, who uh, I believe are all out of the country in the United States. And Reverend Hanna is also a grandmother. and And why am I talking to you about Reverend Hanna's family? Uh, so that when we're having this discussion, it um, Really lets you know that uh, the person to whom I'm speaking understands, you know, the the value of family. Reverend Hannah, welcome Good. to Black on Black once again. Good,
1: hi Sarah. You know, I always have to hold my breath when you introduce me to the world because sometimes <laughs> I'm completely surprised at what you're going to say. It's always. Um, uh, a privilege to be a part of this community conversation. Um, the only reservation I have is that this particular uh, occasion is one that absolutely breaks my heart. Uh, I, there's almost no words for the continued assault uh, that hate is having on uh, good people. Mm-hmm. there's there's no excuse there there are no there are no um there's no way to get out of this. I, I woke up this morning. I have this habit of, you know, going over some of the major news of the day and I secretly just want to hear the borders are open between the United States and Canada. Oh, yeah. you and me
0: both I, I, just, I just want the borders my open. family's on the other side. So. My family's on the other side. I need to see my family,
1: yeah, but i um. Since the since the news of this broke, I, I, it, it, my heart is just breaking. I don't. I almost don't have words. But this morning, they started what they the the normal vitriol of trying to make excuses for this person um, based on uh, past histories, and and I, I just don't want to hear it. I, no, no. I I, I'm, I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to hear about his family. I need you to start every news segment with the names of those who have died. Let's start there. Let's start with saying their name out loud. And I have to admit to you, Sarah, I appreciate your saying the last name was the first I've heard it.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I will say their names. As the first. Salman Afzal, who is the, the father. His wife. Madiha Afzal, their 15-year-old daughter, Yumna Afzal, and Mr. Uh, Afzal's uh, mother, uh, a septuagenarian, All they were doing was taking a walk in their neighborhood. They were known in their neighborhood. They had great relations with their neighbors in the neighborhood, and they were waiting to cross the streets. There, In there, this pandemic, that's one of the few the pleasures f- you have. Walking outside.
1: Walking outside. And, and let's let I wanna I wanna say, let's start with the fact that this was absolutely sin. And that the God that I serve and that they serve would never have ordained, orchestrated, or or suggested that this was the behavior that should have taken place, and and I want to remind people who are people of the book that uh, in the Exodus story, um, the the P, there there's a whole section, chapter twenty two, that talks about our responsibilities based on what we have received, right? What mm-hmm. we have received from the divine what we have received from the divine, Muhammad, uh, um, uh, whether that's Muhammad or whether that's a uh, God of creation, of, uh, that's the God of creation of both Jewish and uh, Christian literature. Uh, it says, do not mistreat or oppress a foreigner, for you were foreigners in Egypt.
0: Amen. So yep. we
1: just need to... This, So just in case we have some people on the fringe who want to talk about, well, you know, maybe they shouldn't have been so obviously, you know, identified as Muslim. So that's crap because (laughs) that's like asking a good Irish boy to dye his hair because it's red. So we're not asking little Irish baby to dye his or her hair because it's red. And so we're not going to ask our brothers and sisters who follow the teaching of Muhammad to not wear hijab if that is their desire, to not wear their kofis if that is their desire, to not wear their long shirts if that is their desire. We are not going to ask them to do that because it is not required by our God. Our God asks us to not oppress and to not mistreat. And so Canadians, Americans, Westerners, we need to get our acts together because we have received much. And it is time to acknowledge that uh, we've received enough that we can be at least minimally gracious to those persons who, as a result of our actions in destructive behavior, in denying water and in, in, in changing soil and elevations all over the world, that people are coming to the West in yes, in great numbers, because who wants to live where there's no water? Who wants to live where there's no way to till the land because you bombed the crap out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, they're leaving their countries, they're refugees, they're looking for opportunities, just as the quote unquote first persons who came here were looking for opportunities. Mm-hmm. And it's time for us to acknowledge that and to not mistreat, right? To and, not mistreat.
0: And, Reverend Hannah, of course. Um I'm from Quebec, so <laughs> the memory of 2017, <sighs> the uh, attack at La Grande Mosquee de Quebec, is still fresh in my mind. I mean, that was just a few years ago, but and and the young man, by the way, uh, <laughs> there was all this talk about reducing his sentence because a forty plus year sentence was too long and inhumane. inhumane. Inhumane, assassinating all those fathers, brothers, uncles, as if that was not inhumane. But I digress.
1: Let, so let's get to the elephant in the room when we say that and relate these two stories, that a part of the uh, patriarchal white supremacist, misogynistic, mm-hmm. isophomic attitude of Westerners is somehow their lives don't matter As much as his. So, so this hierarchy Mm -hmm. is, is, is all it's time. No, we're not canceling. We're not canceling any culture. You Mm -hmm. know what? Your culture has never been the most, has never been the highest on the pecking order. That was only in your head. That was always only in the Western the colonist's head that somehow there was a hierarchy. There are, there are humans and there are animals. And as long as we fall under the human culture, we all have the same underneath the divine, right? Mm-hmm. We're all equal. And so, so confronting that as a culture It's time. And of course, we want to wake up and stop reading this. I mean, last week it was 215 children that aren't making it home. And this week it's four adults that are not going to make it home. It's time for it to stop. Three years ago, it was 40-something men and and young men and older men that didn't make it home. When, When will it stop? When will white supremacist attitude recognize that, what you have to fear is your own fear, mm-hmm. your fear that we will treat you be whether that me, we is Muslim, whether that we is black, whether that we is LGBT, um, be two plus people that we will treat you the way you have treated us. That's your fear. Yeah. That's your yeah. fear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I always think about when I when I uh, see uh, these things. And uh, just because you mentioned the two hundred and fifteen precious children who were unceremoniously dumped in uh, on the grounds of a, a former residential school, um, you know, I want to send my compassion to their, their families and to the ones who are still missing in their communities as well. Since you did bring up cancel culture, you know, right now there is that um, (laughs) Bill C-10 that uh, the conservatives are trying to block under the pretext that it's, um, uh, what do you call that? It's uh, censorship and, you know, uh, promoting cancel culture and whatever. What? Should elected officials, governments and institutions be doing that, that they are not doing to put across the seriousness of this whole, the rise of white supremacy and the radicalization, the increasing radicalization and emboldening of people like the creature who went and mowed down the Afzal family?
1: Politicians, unfortunately, are are reluctant to speak truth to power. They have some false sense that they need the support of this population. And so when they they stand up and and have integrity, they will realize they don't need them. And if they need them, then, then so be it elect somebody else right that that we all have to individually stand up and say this is wrong and you have nothing to lose that we're not canceling you we're saying we want a seat at the table and that means make the table longer Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you lose your seat it means we're going to make the table longer so that there's a seat for everyone. It means that even though historically we have not listened to those other voices and that your voice has been the only voice being heard, that we're going to allow women's voices, we're going to allow First Nations voices, the the people who you who the the people who protected this land and preserved it so you could come and conquer it. Okay. Let's, let's be clear about that. So we're, we're not canceling anyone and no one even asked for that. We asked to be seen. We mm-hmm. asked to be heard. We need to, we asked to be acknowledged as fellow human beings sharing this earth.
0: Okay. Well, uh <laughs> I can't believe, uh, time has just, uh, flown by. Thank you very much for that. And, and for those of you uh, who are wondering, you know, how I dare ask such provocative questions to Reverend Hannah, you should hear her sermons on a Sunday, okay? Uh, she manages to weave in whatever is going on in society and the world that week into um, her uh, sermon. So in terms of the Black community, especially the 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 non Muslim community, because we can imagine what the Muslim community feels like what so what do you suggest that that we do to support, to be allies, to advocate? What should we be doing we We know what to do because
1: we asked it of everyone. Close our mouths when we're in the presence of Muslims. listen to what they have to say and mm-hmm. listen to how they would like us to respond, listen, listen. We have two ears, listen. And then once they give us our marching orders, we can follow their direction and their lead as to how we can better be allies. And we can all admit that part of us that has aligned ourselves with the white supremacist Position because we think it is to our own advantage. So look in the mirror and listen, and um, and and trust that this is not the way, and that the long arm of justice, the long arm does lean towards justice, and that God does want all of us to live together um, on this planet in peace and harmony.
0: Amen. And uh, before I ask you to let our listeners know where you can be found on a Sunday and outside of uh, Sunday, I'd also like to add to what you're saying. There there are laws. The hate speech laws are not strong enough. Uh, the laws about terrorist acts are not strong enough. And if you're of age to vote, make sure you have your MP on speed dial. You watch for petitions that are being submitted to the House of Commons for votes. Uh, make sure you keep up with uh, all of, uh, of the, the laws that are being uh, made in your name, by the way. Um, and uh, take take action. Take action. So, Reverend uh, Hannah, where can people find you on a Sunday? The Fourth Avenue Baptist Church is worshiping
1: online at 1045 a.m. Facebook Live each and every Sunday. And then again at Fourth Avenue Church, we have a YouTube channel. You may join us there. All are welcome.
0: And Thank I you. I I tune in right after Reverend Raphael Warnock at St. Manuel uh, at Ebenezer. Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, who who has a similar sort of uh, uh, style of preaching <laughs> that that you do. And by the way, you you do have a book, a children's book that that you wrote.
1: Uh, actually, there there are three now. Oh, they're, okay. They're, they're all three of the so we, you can go through the entire church calendar, which is a three year cycle called Lessons for the Heart. 52 Ways to Share God with Children, that has, of course, a social justice bent. Um, The theme is always love. They're available on Amazon. Um, There are ways that mothers, fathers, aunties can share what they believe about God with the children
0: in their life. That's that's fabulous. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak to us and to our audience and, uh, We'll, we will be inviting you back to have more conversations like this because it's more than just marching and lobbying politicians. It's also the spiritual connection to everything that's going on. Thank you very much, uh, Reverend it
1: Thank you, Sarah. Black on Black is always a wonderful opportunity to connect with the community. Thank you for for your hard work and and for being available to the community in the way that you always are. We love
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to a CHO original podcast. CHO is community-driven media. Find us online at CHO.FM, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at CHO FM.